Have you heard? Amazon is now hiring for their new site opening soon in New Albany. Be one of the first to take advantage of launching a new career at one of the best workplaces in the world. Being a part of Amazon includes great benefits and competitive pay, plus many opportunities for advancement. So get a new job today and kickstart a new career tomorrow. Learn more about the perks of working at a new Amazon site. Go to amazon.com slash start now. Amazon is proud to be an equal opportunity employer. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. All Hit Radio. Welcome to the X-Zone. A place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. Welcome back, everyone. This is the Exxon. I am Rob McConnell, and we're coming to you from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, on the Talkstar Radio Network, Mutual Broadcast Network, iHeartRadio, across Europe and Asia on Euro Radio TV, and, of course, on the Exxon Broadcast Network. If you'd like to send me an email, exxon at exxonradiotv.com. On all social media sites, Exxon Radio TV. And for all the programming we have available for you, 724-365 on the Exxon Broadcast Network, www.xzbn.net. My guest this hour is Sue Pike, the animal talker. She is an animal communicator, Exxon Nation, spirit channel spiritual teacher, and Reiki master in the traditional uni methods and teaches Reiki level one through master level. Her Reiki sessions include the use of crystals and other energy techniques and include channel messages from many spiritual realms. As an animal communicator, Sue sends and receives messages to and from animals. Now, she can do this work with living animals or those in spirit form and works with animals in person or from a distance. The results are the same. She includes Reiki for the animal. That is, if they want it. Her mission is to give a voice to as many animals as possible. Joining me now is is uh, Sue Spike, the animal talker. And Sue, welcome to the X-Zone. Thank you, Rob. It's great talking. I know the animals are happy that I'm on air with you. I am sure they are. Sue, how did you uh, become an animal communicator? So what happened was I started studying Reiki, mm-hmm. and during the course of my healing and learning Reiki, I became a channel. Ah. So I thought, well, if I can do this for people, why not animals? So I just started practicing with animals, and then I intuitively knew how to just do the um, heart-to-heart telepathic communication. And so I just started practicing, and um, there you go. Went off to the races. Wow, what was it like? I thought, well, you know what? Maybe I should mm-hmm. read a book or two on this to see if I'm doing this 
And um, everything that the book said to do, you know, step by step, mm-hmm. I just intuitively was doing it. What was it like the first time that you realized that you were communicating with an animal? It was amazing. <laughs> I believe the first, uh, well, I practiced with my cat, uh-huh. uh, but I practiced with other people. And when they confirmed some information I was receiving, it was one of those, like, really? That works? <laughs> and um, and so that's how it was. It was kind of surprising and exciting at the same time. Do you think everyone can become an animal communicator, or is this something that is yes. that is destined to be with certain people and other people? No. Well, I feel like everybody has the ability to do this. In fact, I teach people how to just quiet their ego mind and connect heart to heart with their animal. And you know what? Most of the sessions that I do, I'll say X, Y, Z from the animal, and the person will say, oh, I had a feeling about that. Mm. So a lot of people have that within that themselves, and it's just a matter of increasing your intuition, quieting down, and getting that heart-to-heart connection. I think that the human race can learn so much from the animals if they'd only listen. One thing about animals that humans, well, not every human, but the majority of humans cannot do, and that is give unconditional love as animals do. Yes. They are our great teachers, and I have to say that the biggest thing that every single animal has told me before they cross, Mm -hmm. is keep your hearts open. That it's all about love. You know, I've been hearing that for so many years now that it it started off as a trickle going back to the 60s with the hippies and, you know, make love, not war, all you need is love. And I think over the years, the human race is starting to understand that no matter how bad, no matter how hard, no matter how difficult, everything can be accomplished, conquered, simply by one little word, L-O-V-E, love. Yes. You and I have to take a commercial break. Please stand by. And when we come back, we're going to be talking more to Sue Pike. Um who is the Animal Talker. Now, if you'd like to uh, find out more about Sue, her website is suepikeenergy.com or at her blog, animalchanneler.blogspot.com. And Sue and I will be back on the other side, exchanging stories and giving hints all about animals here in the X-Zone from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Don't go away. Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, 
at WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the X-Zone Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the X-Zone Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere, 24-7-365. Exonation as Sue Pike is my guest. Sue Pike is the animal talker, and her website is www.suepikeenergy.com or at her blog, animalchandler.blogspot.com. All right, let's start at the very beginning, Sue. How would you okay. describe animal communication, and how does it work? So animal communication is telepathic communication. It's heart-to-heart soul-to-soul, mind-to-mind communication. Mm -hmm. And it works by sending and receiving messages to and from animals via physical sensations, emotions, feelings, and thoughts with a visual of what you're expressing, like a movie in your mind. So that would be the third eye? Yes. Okay. Yeah, and so basically when I'm speaking to an animal, it's a very quiet back and forth. Mm -hmm. And I ask them whatever the question is the person may have. And then I receive back from the animal either a movie. For example, if somebody is wanting to know about the animal's past, I will ask them about their past, and they may show me them running around in a backyard or being tied up and hungry. They might show me some abuse, et cetera, et cetera. So they'll show me basically a picture, a film of what their experiences were, if that's the question. So that's how I'm receiving the information back from them. And also, because I'm a spirit channel, I can also get information that way from their spirit guides. Animals have spirit guides just like people do. So I get the information, kind of a combination of the telepathic communication, which is the basic way of animal communication, and I also get the information from their spirit guides. So if they're distracted or if they're ill or something, I can get information. What are a few tips that you can uh, give our listeners about their pets? Animals are little energy sponges, Mm. (laughs) and so they absorb our feelings and our energy. So the more relaxed we are, the more relaxed they are. Uh, Also, 
believe it or not, animals love meditation. Really? So if you're not already meditating, they love it. Yeah, my cat used to wait for me to meditate. He would, at meditation time, he would come over and meow at me and my husband, like, okay, guys, let's go. It's meditation time. (laughs) Um, Also, it's very important to focus on the behaviors that you like. Don't talk about or focus on what you don't like. Also, animals see spirit. So if you happen to see your pet, like, tracking, looking at something, and you're not seeing anything, they're probably seeing some spirits. When somebody goes to a pet shop or a shelter, is it the is it the human that picks the animal, or is it the animal that picks the human? <laughs> I went to get a female black kitty, mm-hmm. and I ended up with a two-year-old white male cat. So they pick us, and a lot of animals have been with us before in other lifetimes. So and it's a- like a little karma agreement. So, so animals also are reincarnated? Yes. And wow. not necessarily, I know this is very controversial, but not necessarily as an animal. People to animals, animal to people, and different species to different species. It's right. not like a dog will come back as a dog necessarily. How do we know that? Well, from the information I've gathered, Mm -hmm. they will tell me, or their guides really will tell me. Um, I've worked with people where the animal guides will say they've been together two or three lifetimes, and then they describe what the animal was, what the human was, what their experiences were, etc., and it makes sense to the human because the animal might some like something that's a little bizarre, but actually fits into what that would be from another lifetime. Fascinating. Uh, yes. Do you offer Reiki to animals? And if so, how does performing Reiki on an animal differ from that of a human? Well, animals are so, 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 so charged energetically that... They love Reiki usually, but sometimes because they're so, you know, sensitive to energy Mm -hmm. that it can be too much. So, for example, my cat didn't like to get it directly, but he liked to be around it. And I can send that remotely. I usually do. Some dogs have said to me, I don't really want to relax right now. Please don't send me that. (laughs) Hmm. And humans, I don't know, they, they both really it, accept Reiki. Uh, the difference would be that I wouldn't really say it's a difference between human and animal. It's more a difference between being to being because some animals and or humans are more open than others. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's more an individual case. It, seem, it, it would seem in today's society there is so much we can learn from these animals. Yes, unconditional love, patience, acceptance, mm-hmm. tolerance, mostly the unconditional love. This 
woman um, actually contacted me. She wanted to get another dog because her current dog was not sitting in her lap. So she didn't think the dog loved her. And he was so confused because he was saying, of course I love you. I just don't want to do that. So, you know, I recommended maybe working with that and accepting that because what is she going to do, keep getting an animal until one sits in her lap? What does that tell you about the person? Sounds like that's the kind of person who should not even consider having an animal if all they're going to do is trade the animal in because the animal doesn't want to comply with her whim of laying on her lap. Exactly. And that's why one of the lessons for me is that everybody has their own karma, Mm -hmm. including the animals. And it's difficult sometimes when I see situations that are hard to So how do you deal with all the emotions that these animals tell you about? Because I'm sure there, there is, I I would imagine that the, the animal communications are a lot harder than the human communications because the animals put up with so much more abuse than, than humans do. Well, the good news is, is I can be a bridge between the human and the animal. Mm Mm-hmm. And so when, when there's a situation that is not that great for the animal, I can make suggestions to the person about how we can help their situation. I mean, usually when a person is contacting me for an animal communication session, they want to know if their pet is happy, what they can do to make them happy, if they've been abused, how they can make their life better. Of course, a lot of times there's situations where they think they're not abusing their animal, and they are. And so I need to just detach from all of that, do my job as far as offer suggestions, as far as flower essences or other healing modalities that the animal may benefit from to help them feel better emotionally, mentally, and physically. Uh, so there's many, there's a lot of solutions to help the animals. and. I just feel uh, blessed and grateful that they're coming to me so I can be a voice for them to their humans to make the humans understand things from their perspective. Because things are different in their perspective. But what does that say about the person if they need, if if they've brought an animal into their home and the animal automatically becomes part of their family? What does it say about their ability to have animals if they have to go to an animal communicator to find out whether the animal is happy or not? Well, because they want to make sure that they're doing everything they can to make the animal happy. But doesn't that come so with common be... doesn't that come with common sense? Well, you would think so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But, you know, there's also things, for example, like food, that people don't understand that certain foods are actually very, very harmful for their animal. And so they're not aware of other choices, perhaps, that, you know, they they mean well. They just don't actually understand that there's better foods out there for them that will help them live longer. You know, I... This is scaring me because if they cannot take care of an animal with, you know, with all these, what I consider to be very simple, straightforward uh, 
decisions, how in the yes. name of God are they going to raise children? That's scary. That's a good question. My I, Lord. I, well, you know, I mean, it's not like everybody that contacts me is clueless, so let's just make sure everybody knows. <laughs> okay. You know, people contact me for many reasons. If they want to find out about the animal's past, if they've been abused, how they can make them uh, better. So that can be one of the how can I make them happy questions. Oh, all right. Because it's about, because they know they've been abused in the past. So the, the common things I think everybody knows, this is in circumstances where they've had difficult past and they want to make sure they're doing things correctly now for the animal. What's it like communicating with an animal and spirit on the other side? How does that differ from communicating with a with a human that's passed? Well, it's very interesting because from my experience, uh, they're all doing different things. And, for example, I worked with a cat the other day who told me he was very, 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 very sorry. It was a female cat. She was very happy because she was worked. She died. She was six or seven months old. She oh, was gosh. very, very sick. Yeah. And this wonderful man took her in and got her better for a while, did many, many things to help her. He was amazing. And she was just had acceptance about her karma, and she crossed. And she said to me that she's helping other kitties when they cross to help them, and babies as well, humans. So that was like her job. So a lot of animals in spirit form have told me that they're doing different things. And some are going to what they've called spirit school, so they learn how to go astrally travel and visit their humans. Uh, some are already advanced. They've been there already, so they help others uh, you know, learn different things that they need to learn. So it's, it's, I find it fascinating because... You know, and then there's some that are just like, I love just hanging out. Mm-hmm. It's really nice. You know, they're not always all doing something, but a lot of animals have been around for many, for a long time, and they are very wise, and they have a lot of teachings for the people. All right, stand by, please, uh, Sue. We've got to take our news break at the bottom of the hour. Exonation Sue Pike is our guest. She is the animal talker. Her website is uh, suepikeenergy.com, and you can uh, visit her blog at animalchanneler.blogspot.com. I'm Rob McConnell. This is the Exxon. We'll be back after the news. Don't go away. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net.
Sue Pike, the animal talker, is my guest this hour. Her website is suepikeenergy.com, or her blog is animalchanneler.blogspot.com. Sue, before we went to the break, we were talking about animals who had passed uh, that you communicate with. And this thought came to me as, as you and I were talking. If we are all spirit, and yeah. when we when our mission is finished on this plane and we return to spirit and we go back to wherever it is we go when we pass, how can we differentiate between the spirit of an animal and the spirit of a human when we said earlier, or you said earlier, that you make a, you know you make him back as a human or you make him back as an animal? I don't really feel a difference, to okay. be honest with you. It's spirit to spirit, soul to soul. So it's a, it's a being to being. So to be honest, I don't really feel a difference. I think it's also important, just want to say this, for people to know that I've never met an animal in spirit form that's mad at their person for putting them down. And I feel like people really need to know that because animals, you know, it's not like they're excited to to die, but sure. they don't have the same fears as people do. And sometimes an animal will tell me, this is a really big re- reason people will contact me, is they want to know if their animal is in a lot of pain, if they're ready to cross, etc. And a lot of animals want to go naturally, and some don't, but sometimes the animals say, if it's too much for you... It's okay. Give you permission to, to, you know, help me cross. So they've never, so I've had clients contact me, you know, really stressed out and Mm -hmm. upset that they knew the animal wanted to go naturally, but it was too much for them, so they ended up putting them down. And then animals never mad. I just think it's important for people to know that. What are some of the reasons for bad behavior in in pets? Some of the reasons are lack of exercise. This comes up a lot. And not just physical uh, exercise. A lot of times they need mental simulation. Mm -hmm. Uh, Sometimes it's their food. Sometimes they act out because it's their way of getting our attention, especially if, you know, you're not as connected to your animal as maybe some other people would notice, like a change in their gait or just something different about them, and then, you know, they know that they need to bring them in to get checked. But if they aren't picking up on the signs, the animal might start behaving badly. So I actually recommend to people to bring their animal, especially like a cat who's seen outside of the box, to bring them to the vet immediately because it could be crystals or something dangerous. Mm-hmm. And if there's nothing physically wrong, then it's a behavior issue. Like they're mad at us. They're literally pissed off. Um, but really, a food, plenty of exercise, talking with them, those are the things that will help them not act out. But exercise, really, lack of exercise, because they don't know what to do with all that energy, basically. 
Right, and this is so something this is something things. that a person has to has to understand before they bring an animal into their family. Number one, they're going to need yeah. exercise. You don't get a big dog for a small if you're living in an apartment. You need to understand that exactly. these animals need to be exercised. Number two, you've got to make sure that you have the financial ability to take care of these animals, that if anything goes wrong, you've got the money to take them to a vet. Make sure they get the proper diet. And for God's sake, just don't don't get a pet because you saw 101 Dalmatians and you think they're cute little puppies. Or don't get yourself a clownfish. No, and never get a pet for someone as a gift. Exactly. You must match your lifestyle to what the animal needs. So if you're a jogger and you want a dog that needs a lot of running, perfect. But if you're a couch potato, you don't get a dog that needs a lot of exercise. Right on. I mean, it's so, 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 so important. And food, people say, oh, I can't really afford that better brand blah, blah, blah. But guess what? You're actually saving money because the animal is going to be healthier because you're feeding them quality food. They're not going to be having to go to the vet as much. Plus, they won't be going to the washroom as much because the some of the food yeah. out on the market these days doesn't contain enough protein to satisfy the animal's requirement. And they eat a lot, and what goes in must come out. Exactly. And, you know, animals in the wild don't eat, you know, like a potato, mm-hmm. you know? <laughs> so giving the animal what they would naturally eat is generally best, obviously. Exactly. Table scraps are out. Yes. And supplements, too. Mm-hmm. People um, may not be aware that there's a lot of probiotics and immune-boosting supplements and things like that that are real, really, really great for them. What are some of the th- I also work with I'm sorry, go ahead. No, no, go ahead, dear. I also work with flower essences that I find are really helpful. For example, I gave this one called well, it doesn't matter what it's called, but I it was to help my cat going from one place to a new place. And the first time I moved I wasn't doing animal communication, so I never, you know, didn't know about flower essences. Mm-hmm. So he hid behind the refrigerator for like three days second time I knew about this so I gave him this flower essence to help with change a few days before we moved and then after we moved continued and he just walked around like no big deal so flower essences work on the animal's emotional mental spiritual physical well-being so if there's physical issues there are many healing modalities that you can offer your animal flower essences reiki acupuncture laser treatments, chiropractic, all of those things can benefit your animal. And this is something, these are some things that people need to to add into the formula to see if they can actually and properly take care of an animal. Yes. There are so many unnecessary shelter returns. I mean, that's why, first of all, adopt, don't shop. I can't even say that enough. Mm-hmm. Adopt, don't shut. There's so many amazing, beautiful animals just waiting for you. Um, But definitely make sure you are really ready and that your whole family is ready. It's a a family commitment. That's right. 
That's right. And, you know, you were talking yeah. about adopt, don't shop, and I agree with you 100%. If I had my way, everybody who has a puppy mill would go to jail, and they could yeah. then understand how an animal feels. And yeah. uh, something else I would do is I would stop the importation of animals from other countries into uh, yeah. the pr- respective country. For example, uh, there was a documentary on TV where thousands of dogs are being brought into the United States for adoption because in Asia, certain parts of Asia are being overrun by animals. And instead of euthanizing them, these God bless these yes. these groups who try to do so good, but in one way they're doing the good, and in another way they're just causing more problems uh, through the ripple effect. Right. You know, I, I would stop that. I really would. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I would make it a lot harder for people to get animals if they could not properly afford and understand the requirements of being an animal or pet owner. Because as soon as that animal comes into your home, it's another member of your family. That's right. The other thing, too, is never, ever, ever get some kind of wild animal because you think it looks cool. I mean, the, the people that do that, I just can't even believe it. But, again, the animals have taught me acceptance and unconditional love for people, even though I don't agree at all. <laughs> but it's got to, all these things just need to stop. It's just horrific. It is. And look what we're doing to the, the species on this planet. How many, how many species have gone extinct over the last 20 years? Exactly. You it's know? just horrific. Um, I worked with um, a bunch of lions and tigers at Big Cat Rescue in Tampa. It's a really great organization. These enclosures are huge, and they save these animals mm-hmm. from abusive situations or just like situations I just talked about when the people realize, uh-oh, I can't feed an ocelot or, you know, whatever, um, and they get rid of them. So this sanctuary is really amazing, but they, you know... The places that house uh, the discarded animals need help, too. That's right. That's right. And you know, a lot of the the dog food companies give to the shelters. They try their yeah. very best to, to, to hand, you know, to, to give a helping hand. A number of veterinarians also supply their services. And then you've got the wonderful volunteers. Yes. Who take time out of their day as well as go deep in their pockets. And I would like to to sing the accolades of those in the investigation and and the enforcement end of the the SBCAs and the ASPCA and all the other organizations mm-hmm. out there who bring the people who violate the trust of animals, the people who abuse these animals, to justice. Oh. Yes, I am with you a thousand percent. For sure. You know, I, I'm not a hunter. I, I don't think in today's society there's a need for people to go out killing animals. You know? No, I mean, if, if you are an Inuit and you, like, have to kill an animal to, like, survive and mm-hmm. you use it for food and shelter and you bless the animal and you thank the animal and you know you have a spirit-spirit connection, that's one thing. But we're not living in that kind of society. We don't need to go out and kill an animal. You know, people who go hunting 
or deer or moose or or uh. other uh, so-called uh, game animals and who have the audacity to tie this this trophied dead animal on their vehicle and drive through town as if you know they are the cats you know I, I think these people need a real lesson in humanity and and they most of them need psychological help well they're not conscious i mean i feel like they're not on a level of consciousness or they wouldn't be doing that do you know what i mean i do they're just not aware clearly the lights on but nobody's at home hello <laughs> <laughs> or in this case the hamster the hamster's dead but the wheel's still going around yeah, you, you just you just have to wonder. Listen, you and I have to take our final break. Sue, please stand by. Great talking with you. Exonation Sue Pike is our special guest, and Sue Pike, the Animal Talkers website is suepikeenergy.com, or you can visit her blog at animalchanneler.blogspot.com. And Sue and I will be back on the other side of this break as we wrap up this hour here in the Exxon from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. And ExoNation, if you can help out a shelter, either by digging a little deep into your pocket and helping them out financially, or even if you could go over, spend a couple of hours and help them out, I'm sure your help would be more than appreciated, not only by the people, but mostly by the animals. We'll be back. Don't go away. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the X-Zone Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the Exxon Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember, 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere, 24-7-365. Welcome back, everyone. This is the Exxon Sue Pike, the animal talker, is my guest, and her website is suepikeenergy.com or at her blog at animalchanneler.blogspot.com. Sue, have you done any communicating with animals who have come from a a hoarding uh, existence? Mm. 
Actually, I have not. I do want to say one thing really quick about volunteering at a shelter mm-hmm. is if you don't, if you love animals, but you can have one, go take a dog for a walk or a run, yeah. play with the cats, talk with them, because the more exercise and interaction with humans they have, the more they'll be able to be adopted. So I just want to plug that one more time. Yeah, and you said something before, you know, about animals being brought back to the shelter. If people listening tonight do not believe that animals have feelings, I remember working at the SPCA as the communication director and watching people bring back animals and the hurt, the pain in the eyes of that little dog or cat. They have feelings. I can't even tell you. I work with a lot of people who adopt animals. Mm -hmm. And the animal wants to know, do I get to stay here? I'm really not a bad cat, dog, horse, you know, whatever. And do I get to stay here? Because, and they have a huge amount of sadness around their whole energy field because a person had a baby and they weren't properly you know, informed as to how to introduce the baby and mm-hmm. the animal. So they just get rid of the animal like it's, I don't know what, but a thing, not an actual being. And so the animals, of course, have feelings about that. And so part of the session, not only is the communication I do with them, but I do the healing work with them to help remove the trauma because animals actually have or can have depending on their past PTSD so of course they have feelings they have um, memories of people hitting them or kicking them or tying them too tight you name it Mm -hmm. I I don't even want to go there because it's so gross but an animal might be afraid of a certain person and it reminds them of their abuser. So, for example, there was a dog that freaked out any time a tall, slender man with a cap came nearby because it reminded him of his abuser. Oh, jeez. So we work on healing that, which is great. Mm-hmm. I do work with a lot of abused animals, but I think they come to me... <laughs> to help them because we can help them. We get them on a healing path, and it's amazing seeing the difference between before they came to me and after. Not just me, but, you know, other resources that I refer them to. You know, uh, do you you have any funny stories that you can share with us? Well, one of them I always like to tell. (laughs) It's so silly, but this woman was freaking out because she was like, why is my dog eating my cat's poop? I don't understand why the dog is doing this. I need to understand, blah, blah, blah. So, And, I, and the dog just said, because it tastes good. <laughs> it looks like an old Henry bar. <laughs> like, <laughs> but I mean, hello. It was like not too complicated. It was just because it tastes good. Kind of like, duh. What are what are the most pretty funny one? What are the most common things that that you hear from all animals? Ah, oh, well, 
let's see. Um, again, a lot of times, that well, this is the domesticated animals I'm talking about. Okay. They want people to relax more, play more, mm-hmm. have more fun. They're always saying, have more fun. You think too much in your brain. Why are you thinking so much in your brain part? You need to relax. They need to meditate. I had a dog tell me yesterday that his person thinks way too much and needs to be more in the moment and stay in the day and stop worrying about things so much. And that is a common theme that the animals like to relay to their humans. Like, relax already. It's not that big of a deal. (laughs) Well, you see, but the the animal doesn't have the worries that right. the the owner has. The owner has to make sure that all the bills are paid, that he can afford to take the, the, the dog or the cat to the vet, that there are so many things that an animal yeah, really doesn't have to worry about. And I've said it to my wife many times with our three girls. God, they've got it made. <laughs> well, the thing is, you know, the more relaxed we are, the more relaxed they are. Yeah. So that's another reason why they want us to relax a little bit more because it helps them. It's also not uncommon for animals to pick up on what we have. So, for example, uh, the dog yesterday had some stress in its shoulders, Mm -hmm. and it said that it felt like its person did too. And she said, oh, yeah, that's where it all goes. So the animal wanted her to get a massage, basically and wanted her to massage its shoulders to help him feel better. Animals are the are very intuitive when it comes to medical problems with people, and people yes. should listen more to their animals and pay attention yes. to where an animal is, is, is concentrating on their human. Yes. There's, there was a story of a, a lady with... Um, this horse that she just absolutely loves. Mm-hmm. She's an amazing... If I was a horse, I would want her to be my owner. Wow. <laughs> uh, my guardian. Anyway, she was uh, on this horse, and it kept bucking. And not so much where she would <clears throat> injure herself, because she was a pretty good rider, but she didn't know what was going on. So sometimes that happens because the saddle's too tight or whatever. Mm-hmm. But the horse was trying to get her attention because he sensed there was something wrong with her physically. So she went to the doctor, and there was. Wow. So, you know, that's another reason why sometimes the animals are acting out. It's not to get attention for them. It's to get attention for you. So you're an animal communicator. You communicate with animals. But do animals communicate between each other? Oh, yes. Oh, all the time. Really? So oh, cats, yeah, all the time. Cats communicate with dogs. Dogs communicate with pigeons. Pigeons communicate with hamsters. Yes. Why don't we talk about this more? Why, why does society not want to give the animals credit where the credit is due? Is it because certain well, people af- yeah. are afraid of the, the strength and the, the intelligence of animals that they actually might be a threat to their seniority or their superiority? Yeah. Yeah, people, um, some people, not all people, some people believe that they are a superior um, species.
species mm. than to an animal because it helps them feel better about themselves. And that, yes, I do think that perhaps somebody's ego may prevent them from actually understanding that animals are very, very wise. And These... they are, are our teachers, really. Well, plus, let's not forget, we ourselves are mammals. Hello. <laughs> you know, it's funny. Humanity humanity forgets what it wants to forget. Yes. Again, it's an ego thing, I, I think. Mm-hmm. So but what's... If we just relax and go under. connect with the animals and realize how smart they are. I mean, they also understand a lot more than we think they do. I had... Um, a friend talking about getting a new dog, getting a new dog, getting a new dog, mm-hmm. and she was getting it, she thought, because her uh, current dog wanted a companion, she thought. But the dog kept hearing, getting new dog, getting new dog. She heard her talking about it, thinking about it, everything else, and so the dog ran away. Oh, my gosh. But, yeah, she didn't understand that she was getting this dog... Um, to be a companion. And actually, the, the dog was like, I don't want a companion. I want to be number one. <laughs> um, but anyway, when people really connect with their animal and are careful what they're saying about them and watching them, listening, seeing things from their perspective, remembering that their senses are much stronger than, than ours and that they hear a lot more, so... Be careful about sound when you're traveling in the car with them, etc., etc. Listen, we've got about uh, 40 seconds left. Uh, first of all, thank you so much for coming on the show. It's been a great pleasure talking to you. What are your final okay. thoughts for the members of the Exxon Nation tonight? To love each other, love your animal, have respect for yourself, and respect for your animals. Solid words of wisdom. Sue, thank you so much for joining us, and I look forward to the next time you join us back here in the Exxon. Until then, stay well. Thank you. You too, Rob. Right. Exxon Nation, Sue Pike has been my guest this hour, and uh, Sue Pike is the animal talker. Her website is suepikeenergy.com, or her blog is animalchanneler.blogspot.com. I'll be back on the other side of this break as we continue here in the Exxon from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. And if you'd like to send me an email, exxon.exxonradiotv.com on all social media sites, Exxon Radio TV, our radio website, exxonradiotv.com, and for all the programming available to you 24-7, 365 on the Exxon Broadcast Network, www.xzbn.net. Don't go away. More to come.